I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast by the Takshashila Institution. We are a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like bringing fresh perspectives to Indian affairs and Indian perspectives to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Things Policy. My name is Sachin Kalbag. I'm senior fellow at Takshashila Institution. The year 2024 is a crucial one for the world's democracies. Two of the largest, India and the United States, will have their national elections, leading to the appointment of a new prime minister and a president, respectively. Apart from these two, Indonesia and Pakistan have already held their elections this year in February. Bangladesh had its uh, in January. Russia has one coming up in March. So does Iran. Mexico has one in June. South Korea goes to the polls in April, and South Africa in May or June. It's not decided yet. The United Kingdom will have its all-important election this year, though no announcement has been made yet uh, as to when it will be uh, made or uh, when it will be done. Uh, in addition, there are at least 25 other countries scheduled to elect a new government this year. Clearly, it's a busy year for election bodies and governments around the world, and so it is for the media as well. In India, wall-to-wall coverage is the norm, but this year's polls will come with its own set of challenges. Will the media be fair? Will the media be able to remain neutral amidst the audio-visual assault? Uh, what about fake news and misinformation? What about ideological balance? What about technology? Uh, what about artificial intelligence and everything that is associated with it? Hello and welcome again, Sachin. As I am, I introduced myself earlier. That's me. Uh, and today, I want to ask all of these and other questions uh, to my guest, Pradyuman Maheshwari, the founder and editor-in-chief of MXM India, one of India's largest media analysis uh, websites. Uh, Pradyuman Maheshwari has been a media and communications professional and a policy observer for nearly four decades. He has been a top editor at some of India's best-known brands, including Midday, Business Computer, DNA, Maharashtra Herald, the Sakal Media Group, and the Indian Express. Uh, welcome to the show, Pradyuman Maheshwari. Thank you, Sachin. G- good to be here. And uh, you know, I'm uh, delighted with the work that is being done uh, uh, at Takshila. And uh, uh, interesting that uh, uh, we are discussing this issue today. Thank you. Uh, well, elections are coming up and uh, no better person than you to ask. This is the question that is on everybody's mind, uh, Maheshwari. Do you think that the Indian media can Given the pressures and challenges it is facing, both in terms of revenue and talent, cover the frenzy of the elections in a free and fair manner. Of course, the government is expected and the election commission is expected to conduct the elections in a free, fair, free and fair manner. But do you think that the media, uh, given the pressures it has, especially uh, this is the first election after COVID, uh, do you think that it has the wherewithal in terms of revenue, in terms of talent, uh, in terms of reserves uh, to conduct uh, the selection uh, well. No, it's an interesting question that you ask, and uh, I would uh, perhaps like to look at what the definition of free and fair is, right? Uh, because what may be fair to me could be unfair to you, and vice versa. So, uh, so clearly, I think it's it's a question of what the how you define uh, uh, how how each one of us defines what is free and fair. But uh, but having said that, obviously, I, I know what you're trying to 
ask, and I and you know that I'm not. I'm trying to duck the question, uh, a, a direct answer. But uh, you know, the problem with the Indian media is is, is threefold. One is um, hygiene. Okay. The other is economics, and the third is the way it is expanding. Okay. And I think before we discuss the issue of uh, you know of whether or not uh, the Indian media will be fair or unfair uh, with the with the election coverage. It's important to understand first the economics, right? And it's not just that the Indian media has been pressured by political parties. Okay, there has been a fair amount of discussion about uh, about certain media crawling uh, when the emergency was declared in 1975, and uh, a certain media crawling or uh, uh, just buckling under, uh, giving into the powers that be after 2014. Uh, but Having said that, I must tell you that it's not just politicians who put pressure on the media. For time immemorial, you have had uh, business groups putting pressure on the media. Okay, you have uh, anybody who's powerful putting pressure on the media. For instance, if I'm running a, a, a film award, and if I want uh, uh, film stars to come for my award function, then I'll put pressure on them. And if, if, if you write something negative about me, I will not turn up for the award. So I think uh, you know, the pressure has been there from all powerful people. And I think that's where the one of the problems is. And the economics of the, of the media industry uh, matters a fair bit. Because if I'm going to rely on revenues from advertising or from any other, uh, uh, you know, any other correct or incorrect source of revenue from, uh, from business houses, from political parties or whatever, then there will be uh, the pressure on getting good coverage, right? At the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, right? I think it's, right. that's the issue. So it's a question of economics, I must say. It's a question also of hygiene. How much do newspapers, how much do news media companies or media companies in general have their house in order, right? I remember working with a, with a large media company and uh, we were allowed to be activisty about everybody in the under the sun, except for one specific zone of the Mumbai Municipal Corporation. Right. The reason being that that uh, media company had a mezzanine floor, and the mezzanine floor was illegally built, and hence you could not criticize uh, uh, that uh, you know that ward of the Municipal Corporation because you didn't want to upset them. And I think those kind of uh, factors have happened. So if you have your house in order. Then nobody can ever, uh, you know, pick any, uh, you know, grade you, for instance, right? If you if you have paid your taxes on time, then however much you might criticize the government of the day or criticize any political part, uh, any any business house, you can't be uh, uh, damned by the by the lawmakers, by the law enforcers, right? So that is the second thing. The other third thing is that the way uh, the way you know, as I mentioned about the films, film awards, the way. Uh, media entities have expanded. Uh, they, are, they have gone beyond what they originally set up for. They organize events, conclaves, even podcasts such as these, right? So, and they want guests to be there because they earn their revenues because of, or their eyeballs or their listeners because of, of, of the patronage. So, uh, and, and, and for doing that, if, if you want to have, um, you know, the, a certain minister or a certain business tycoon or a, or a startup star, to be there, then you can't criticize the person. And, and and that's where it is. So I think it's a question of hygiene, economics, expansion. You know how much your newspaper costs, the newspaper or, or the channel costs, right? 
given the fact that uh, producing uh, a news entity, producing any media any media entity, costs a hell of a lot of money, and uh, uh, the, the newspaper is 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 available for almost nothing. Yeah, almost nothing. The TV channel, the news channel, is again given is, is it comes to you at at a free to air uh, uh, system, or perhaps you're paying one rupee or five rupees or ten rupees. So you hardly pay anything whatsoever. And if that is the way uh, 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 the media companies are going to be run, they are going to depend on revenues from political parties. They are going to depend depend on revenues from. Uh, from business houses, and if they are going to depend on them, then they can't be critical of them, right? So it's, it's a question of tum mera khayal rakhna, or main tumhara, main bhi tumhara khayal rakhunga. Yeah. yeah. But I, at the same time, uh, you know, what happens is that in, a, in, a, in an election year where uh, every state is important, every district is important, uh, the breadth uh, of the, it's not just the depth, but also the breadth of coverage uh, that is uh, scrutinized. So if a newspaper has deep pockets, then obviously, or a TV channel has deep pockets, then obviously uh, that uh, TV channel or the newspaper will send its reporters uh, to various districts and states across the country. But at the same time, we also have uh, independent media houses which are dependent on subscription money and therefore uh, may not have the kind of deep pockets that uh, uh, the legacy media has. So in in such a situation, uh, where do you think uh, the independent news media sites or independent TV channels or independent small newspapers, regional language newspapers, etc. How can they cope with the economic challenges that you just mentioned? Uh, that is question number one. And the supplementary to that is uh, because uh, during COVID and after COVID, the revenues has, have always been under pressure. Uh, we know for a fact that almost every single media company in the country is understaffed, which means that they do not have enough talent uh, to be sent across the country uh, for an in-depth or just, you know, breadth-wise coverage. So how does the media overcome this in a crucial year like this? Or can the media now focus on only certain things which they were uh, uh, not happy to earlier? They would, you know, send reporters all, all over. But now they'll have to make a choice. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's exceedingly difficult. Let, let me... Uh... Let's just face it, okay, the news gathering is one of the biggest expenses of a, of a newspaper or a news channel, any news operation. News gathering is expensive because if you have to send somebody out, first of all, uh, you need to hire the right number, right type of people, the right number of people. You need to send people out, whether it's by, by road or by train or by air, wherever. And there's, there's a fair amount of expense which is involved. In, in in covering elections and i i have covered elections i've traveled i know what it means and i know what kind of bills i would end up with so uh, it, it's a tough thing it's a tough thing you have to uh, you have to budget for that and i agree with you totally that if uh, uh, if the news entity is doesn't have deep pockets okay it will find it very difficult i was uh, seeing an announcement on uh, scroll uh, one of the leading websites and which said that you know there's an election fund so you donate some monies for the elections for for uh, ensuring good coverage of the elections so it's a, it's a tough thing independent entities are going to be fin- are going to be finding it very difficult uh, i see uh, I, I expect a fair amount of collaboration to happen so if you you know i might send journalists to an x place and uh, another entity might send journalists to a y place and and, and that's about it or you ask um, you you um, uh, uh, you get coverage uh, 
routine news coverage from uh, the wire agencies and you you invite people to to write from uh, specific places depending on uh, how important the constituency is see at the end of the day you know all constituencies are not important even newspapers do not send journalists out to each and every constituency right they cover the the hundred odd constituencies that are important so uh, so you know let's not let's not worry about about that if you are smart you can still manage good coverage yes it requires deep pockets it requires monies but it's not that you can't manage uh, good coverage without uh, uh, you know you have to have uh, uh, you know really very deep pockets to to manage an election you can manage stuff but yes uh, you know if there's a will there's a way do you do you expect this year to be a different one in terms of uh, the kind of coverage that will come because of technology because of ai uh, because of uh, the kind of uh, engineering that has gone into let's say the american elections and the kind of coverage that the american media companies had uh, do you think there will be a rub off effect on uh, india as well uh, that is one and the other thing is do you uh, uh, you know again uh, because you mentioned uh, economics being such a huge part uh, of coverage uh, the smaller regional companies will have a disadvantage just starting out on this and they will have to rely on the good old uh, you know uh, on foot reporting uh, skills of the reporters uh, or uh, you know the editors uh, deciding on stories that do not require the kind of deep pockets uh, that uh, that a, a typical news coverage would require during election year so my question is twofold one is the impact of uh, tech on coverage during these elections and are indian media companies ready uh, for using that kind of technology with your kind of interaction the kind of interactions that you had with uh, publishers and news editors and uh, ceos of media companies what is your understanding of the current uh, situation oh this is going to be a tech led election right you you could well have uh, the prime minister uh, speaking to uh, uh, the citizens across the country at the same time simultaneously in 50 languages and you could you, you could well have all those things happening so it's going to be interesting it's going to be a a tech led election and i'm i'm uh, you know it would be good fun to see how it is of course technology has its own share of uh, uh, issues there is uh, fake news there is uh, you could well have uh, uh, you know one political party uh, uh, showing uh, uh, you know some the uh, rival political leader speaking and speaking a lot of uh, uh, nonsense so you could have all of that i think it's going to be interesting to to see that i was i was uh, i was watching um, i was looking at how uh, 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 you know one of these uh, providers one of the platforms i think is it uh, facebook or is it meta yeah perhaps it is meta they are looking at doing things about uh, how uh, to control the Uh, the negative impact of artificial intelligence right i think it's not artificial intelligence that people should be worried about but it's human intelligence that their people have to be worried about so eventually yeah, right. tech is tech is a problem but finally uh, you know remember there are there are human beings who are uh, out there they are uh, uh, you know there are it cells and uh, teams across all political formations uh, you know let's not uh, think there is only the bjp which has uh x thousand people who are there they they belong to all political formations they are political leaders who have uh it companies so i think um, uh this election if if nothing else is going to be uh boom time for uh, 
IT professionals and professionals who can do some amount of uh, AI jugglery. Yeah, and it's not as if, you know, in earlier election, there were no rumors or riots. I mean, the fact is that uh, elections have been conducted in uh, less than honorable ways, uh, even in the 1980s and 1970s, uh, and again in the 1990s. It's not as if, you know, the it's just that technology has enabled uh, it to become mass market because now spreading a rumor or spreading one bit of fake news that could potentially lead to a, a citywide uh, uh, skirmish uh, is, is far easier in 2024 than it was in 1995, for instance. But the fact is that even 20 years ago, we did have technology uh, that, that allowed people to send messages uh, really quickly. But uh, I, I want to look at the other side, uh, Mahishri. One is the uh, you briefly mentioned uh, Meta, but do you think that technology companies are doing enough to prevent? Because I know that uh, you know people, uh, uh, you know political parties will always be one step ahead, and by the time uh, you know accurate news ties its shoelaces, uh, deep uh, deep fakes and fake news have uh, you know circumnavigated, circumnavigated the world. Do you think that tech companies are doing enough to stop this? Uh, from spreading uh, across uh, countries. I know that Meta is doing something very uh, actively in the United States. It has uh, almost announced something similar in India as well. So I wanted to get your opinion on whether tech companies are doing enough, and one, uh, and two, uh, whether media companies will uh, will respond to that kind of uh, you know scrutiny of their coverage in case uh, something is go- something has gone wrong. You know, I think, um, uh, to be fair to them, tech companies are doing a fair bit. I've heard uh, uh, some of the stuff that they're trying to do. But the, remember, our Indian, uh, you know, Indian uh, politicians, business companies, etc., they are smart. They know how to hoodwink, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the laws. So uh, don't, never underestimate the, the brain power of the, of the average Indian. So I'm sure, you know, there are ways and means in which uh, even though the tech companies may do whatever they have to do, unless and until they decide to make things really difficult or unless and until they decide to stop the service which is there, and which they're not going to be able to do, right? So I think they're not going to, you're not going to have Meta stopping WhatsApp, right? For say one month, it's not going to happen. So if that's not going to happen, then there's clearly no way in which you can avoid uh, stuff being sent, and uh, you know the 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 warriors, as they call them, or the war rooms, are there not just in a Delhi or Mumbai? They are there across the country. They are across the world, right? So the so uh, you know there are there are friends of loyalists of of various political formations who are there across the world, and they are all doing their bit, uh, you know, for uh, for their uh, for their leaders and for their loyalties. So I I while I while tech companies will do their bit which is very good, but I'm not very sure. I don't expect anything major to come out of it. Okay? Political parties will do their bit. They will send out rumors. They will, you know, have stuff. They will, um, you know, there will be uh, fake videos that will come out and, uh, uh, you know, all of that will, will happen. And you're going to see a lot of it over the next few months. Unfortunately, uh, at this point, it's time, happen. Sure with- sorry, sorry, I, I, unfortunate, but it's, that's how it is. And it's not going to happen just in, Hindi and English, English perhaps hardly there, but it's going to happen across regional languages, you know, and which is where it's going to become very, very difficult. Because the stakes are very high. Remember, each and every seat matters, finally. 
and, and especially for the smaller parties, each and every seat matters. So, because if, if they get those 10 seats, then they, then they are, uh, they could be a force to reckon with. So, uh, so, so I expect, I expect, you know, a, a lot of action from them. Unfortunate, all of it is going to be, but still, that's how it is. And, and remember, it's a, it's a technology-led election. The stakes are indeed very high at this point of time. We will take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side. Stay tuned to All Things Policy. We'll be right back after a short commercial break. Okay, so that's the four break over. Pradhuman Maheshwari, welcome back uh, to the All Things Policy podcast episode. Uh, we are talking about AI, technology and elections and uh, the impact of uh, uh, all these technologies on the media, both legacy as well as independent media. Uh, one of the questions that comes to you know, our, our minds is when there is live coverage uh, going on, uh, there are all kinds of um, you know, assumptions being made or, you know, the number of seats, the number of uh, votes that are coming in are different from what the election commission is showing up. So in, in such a case, we know that, uh, you know, TV channels tend to exaggerate a bit and sometimes their uh, exit polls or their um, anticipation of, you know, certain seats goes wrong. Uh, they'll have a quick time or to turn around their uh, decision on the, on the screen. But it also becomes an issue of credibility. And credibility is something that, uh, you know, TV channels and newspapers thrive on. And this is something that does not get discussed, I think, enough in the context of uh, election coverage. Uh, do you think that uh, this year uh, credibility will be at the center of discussions amongst uh, TV channels and uh, legacy media houses? We know that the independent media houses are are fighting really hard on this issue. Uh, but what about legacy media, which have been there for a century or perhaps more, and TV channels that have been around for 25, 30 years or more, uh, you know, talk, talking about these uh, important issues? <laughs> uh, Sachin, you know that, uh, you know, there are like exit polls have been there for, uh, for a while now. And um, there are some of them are run by legacy uh, media companies, legacy of you know, nearly 200 years or some, some lesser. And um, uh, the fact of the matter is that they, 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 do, they do publish exit poll results every year. And despite the fact that there is egg in the face, but they come out with it. So because there is exit polls are very popular, they are uh, uh, consumed by people, they do get uh, uh, revenues from the point from from in the form of ads. So and and it helps increase their viewership. So I I am not very sure whether whether channels uh, whether news entities, especially TV channels in this case, really bothered about credibility. I don't think the the credibility or the accuracy is is something that's very important. If that was what it is was what it was, then they wouldn't have been publishing it. NDTV, for instance, stopped. NDTV pioneered the whole concept, right? Cephology was brought into, uh, you know, our lives by Pranoy Roy, but he stopped exit polls when he realized that it was it was not good for his reputation, but all the others are not worried about it. So, and, and I think, you know, in, in our country, exit polls, the reputation is not really a, a, really a, a, a major consideration. 
you know, reputation, credibility, integrity don't really matter very much. I I'm, I know I'm being very cynical, and I'm and I know I'm speaking like as if I've accepted it, but that's how it is. I've you know, one one becomes cynical by uh, having having seen this. There are you know, you find dumbing down of the media, and you think, gosh, people will reject it, but it doesn't get rejected. People still love it. People still lap up the lap up their very media products that you think are are bad. You think are rubbish. Who think you think that they are, uh, you know, they're not credible. They, you think that they are uh, backing one political party, but they, they are still lapped up. People still love them. And you know, what do you do? Is it is it a question of uh, 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 you know your uh, 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 your impression of the media entity that is wrong? Is it you know the way you think that is wrong? It is you know it's what like uh, uh, Sunil Gavaskar said, right? Movies are made by the uh, masses for the asses, or for the asses for the masses, something like that. <laughs> so I think it's it's almost like that. You know, people don't. It's credibility is not something that you and I should worry about too much. Rachel. Don't worry about it. It's, it's perhaps you know it's 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 something that you may think about in in think tanks, but you know that's not how uh, the the tanks of the Indian uh, you know masses are. They don't bother about credibility. They accept it. I I suddenly remembered why I've become so cynical. Uh, about the Indian media myself, but uh, yeah, I mean, you make an interesting point. But I'm I'm looking at the kind of coverage that is promised by independent news media as well. I mean, they are also funded by certain entities, and there have been allegations about bias, about their uh, about the credibility of the coverage, etc. But they are soldiering on, and given the scope of the national elections, uh, uh, you know, this time around. What are the choices that independent news media websites have? Because there will clearly be uh, a crunch in terms of uh, in terms of budgetary spends. So, uh, in you know, in the absence of certain uh, tools that legacy media has, for example, you mentioned exit to exit polls, and exit polls have a certain astrological uh, charm to them, uh, which is why perhaps uh, they get lapped up, as you pointed out, uh, by the masses. But independent news media has a huge, huge amount of responsibility as well as a huge amount, a huge uh, challenge in front of them. And this is going to be one election, perhaps, that will set the tone for the coverage for the next few. uh, And the role of independent news media will perhaps be defined uh, in this election. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on, on this? Sachin, I'll tell you something. One, text media doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Doesn't matter at all. It is finally audiovisual media which matters. And audiovisual media in English doesn't matter. So it is audiovisual media in the in Hindi and the regional languages which matters. Now, how many independent media entities exist? There are a few nice, you know, videos that are there, video, video journalists that, that exist. They have fairly decent followings. But the question is, are they real, you know, do they really matter? Finally, people who the, the 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 person on the street, as they say, the the man from Matunga, they are watching linear television. They are watching regular television, and you know they they are watching your uh, uh, regular news channels, and they are happy watching them. They will not go to independent news media. Independent news media, even though they are doing great amount of good work, I must say. So, uh, given the challenge that this election will bring. Well, then again, it, then then from the way uh, you've described it, and I'm sure you've spoken to scores of uh, publishers and editors across the country, 
you know, seems like a no contest then. I mean, is it is it uh, is it is it that people like us should be discouraged uh, by um, uh, you know by the by the challenges that independent news media face I mean, faces in India? No, I I I wouldn't say that we should get discouraged, but the you know you have to you have to uh, face what the reality is, right? You have to face what the reality is. Let's 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 look at it in twenty fourteen. A lot of the English media, a lot of the intelligentsia, wasn't giving uh, you know the BJP much of a chance, right? They were not very sure about it. But you know, finally, it is uh, it is the it is the regional media, and I I actually went to. Uh, uh, Varanasi and I went to Bihar uh, and I spoke to a lot of people. So remember, the the English media doesn't necessarily have hasn't been able to get a real feel feel of what of what uh, India is India wants and India is doing. I I and that's a fact. You need to speak to people. You need to go and and you just can't go and you know meet people and take a bite from them. They will not tell you what what they feel. You have to go there, be one of them. Stay there, speak to people, have a drink with them, have a chai with them, okay, and and that's how you get a feel of what it is. I don't think, uh, you know, all media entities are doing that. Having said that, I you know let's not you know I know I'm being I'm sounding very cynical and I'm uh, uh, perhaps that is rubbing off on you as well. But um, we have to keep trying. You know, hum honge kamyab, and you know let's hope it doesn't happen ek din, but it happens very soon. In the context of, uh, let's move away from the elections a bit because, um, you know, these challenges that you mentioned are faced by media uh, houses almost every single day. So it's, it's not a new thing to them. The election will perhaps uh, put a microscope on them and you know, enlarge it uh, in terms of their shortcomings. Uh, not necessarily that in talent, but in terms of, like you pointed out, budgets and the scope of coverage. Uh, but Given the daily challenges of these uh, news media houses, um, it won't be surprising to see, uh, you know, that that those same challenges carry forward uh, to the election season as well. Uh, as Rajdeep Sardesai, uh, the the popular editor, TV news editor, pointed out one time that it is a tyranny of distance uh, that perhaps stops uh, reporters and editors from giving the kind of coverage that, uh, let's say, the Northeast deserves. Uh, and specifically, I had spoken about Assam and, uh, during that time. Uh, but given that the focus on, as you pointed out also, on each and every seat becoming becoming such an important um, uh, contestation, and that could reflect on the national figures uh, and small parties could become kingmakers. In, in such a situation, uh, you know, in your opinion, and you started off by asking this question, what? Do you think is the definition or the closest that we can come to a definition of balanced coverage? You know, uh, uh, you, you mentioned about Assam, right? Assam has, um, what, 11 seats or 14 seats? How many seats does it have? It has something in, in, the, in that range. Now, uh, finally, when one has to look at uh, sending journalists across the, across the country, you, you decide on, you know, sending them here, there or wherever. And you look at the important seats. So, so typically it is UP Bihar and Madhya Pradesh, uh, Maharashtra. You go to a few southern states. You perhaps touch Punjab. Uh, but uh, uh, you know these are the you you obviously look at the uh, states which have maximum number of seats. And you 
would perhaps go to an Assam just to get a flavor of the of the of the northeast. But uh, but but that's how it is. I I I'm not very sure one one should feel uh, you know one one should uh, uh, say that the media is not doing the right thing because it's not sending sending to places. I think they need to look at okay, this is the kind of budget you have, and uh, this is what you can afford. So I'm not I'm not going to worry too much about. Uh, about uh, uh, channels or media companies sending uh, journalists across the across the country. I'm sure, and I know it is being done. For instance, uh, a TV channel leans on uh, local channels in, in in the northeast for coverage. They lean on uh, local channels in, in other parts of the country for uh, for local coverage wherever they can't send people. So, so all of this is going to happen. Some collaboration will happen. Uh, but you know, I must tell you something. I, uh, as we uh, perhaps are going to close this discussion, uh, media is the, the way the media is, the way the news media is, is going to change dramatically in the next couple of years. Okay, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a lot of media entities which exist will shut down. Okay, because you know the the economics of the way the 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 way the media runs is. Uh, doesn't allow for uh, for existence if there's not money much money coming in. If if they're if they're uh, if they're not going to charge uh, 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 if they're not going to charge consumers for paying, uh, I, I I I think uh, you know the the business model will always be flawed. They will always depend on television, on on political parties, on business houses, etc. And uh, uh, you know that is how it will be. Uh, a Netflix and a Prime have have proven that it was that you know people are willing to pay for content. So I don't see why people are so worried about um, uh, about charging for content. If the content is good, people will pay for it. And and they are doing that with with uh, with your streaming services. They are doing that with uh, uh, some morning uh, news uh, uh, subscribers. They are paying that for international publications. So I'm sure they, you know, they they will have to learn. They'll have to learn the uh, news media entities. And I'm sure, if nothing else, the the these elections, post these elections, we will see fewer entities in 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 the country and uh, you know being smarter and uh, running their uh, houses in a better way. Absolutely. The what you're saying essentially is that there will be consolidation in the in the market in the media market. In terms of business models, in terms of uh, acquisitions, perhaps or even shutdowns. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Pradhan Maheshwari, for being on this episode. It was lovely chatting with you. Uh, thank you for enlightening us with your points of view, and uh, we hope that this election coverage, uh, as you say, will be a tech-led one. But uh, let's say and let's hope that it's going to be a free and fair one, as much as we hope. Uh, thank you so much uh, once again. Thank you, Sachin. Thank you. Lovely being here. If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy, and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle. at takshashila inst or our website takshashila.org.in